0: Now time for Chilling with Quillin on ESPN Central Texas. Oh man who has his own audio. Uh, he deserves it. And uh, one of America's most recent uh, newlyweds, Curtis Quillen, returns to the Matt Mosley show. Uh, we have missed him we have uh, had moments where we've wanted to reach out to him we've resisted and wanted to respect the man's uh, honeymoon uh, his honeymoon ended uh, although the honeymoon phase continues but he did have to come back to work this he past does. monday i'm told we'll hopefully get a long weekend here curtis quillen uh, returns to the matt mosley show curtis welcome back and uh, congratulations best wishes very very exciting times for for the Quillin family
1: I appreciate it. It really is. It really is. You know, We honeymooned in the Dominican, and it made it really tough to come back to Texas. What a beautiful honeymoon it was. But, you know, now married life begins, and that adventure uh, becomes one.
0: Well, the Dominican, uh, I've been there, and if I thought hard enough, I could maybe come up with a resort, and I, it may, may have been kind of in the uh, proximity of where you were hanging out, but, uh, very excited for you. And, uh, that's, uh, that's a fun time. And I, I was able to kind of, uh, in a way, uh, I felt like I was at the wedding because of some of Matt Lively's, uh, tweets from the, uh, from the wedding itself. And so I don't, I don't know if you <laughs> wanted him documenting that. Uh, but, uh, I, I felt like I was able to kind of follow things. Now, you know, sports has to go on even when you take a break. Uh, to get right. married, and um, and sure enough, I mean, right as you're – it might have been the day you were getting married on that Friday. News comes down. I, I, was that the, Was that the? Was that when uh, our man was out, or was that when the Baylor uh, hired a new coach? I, I must have been when they when they decided on Mitch Thompson. Now, I just kind of want to get your, uh, your your initial take when you heard it i mean i think we all thought that would be great and what how how cool a story it would be after covering him at mcc especially for all the local media i i didn't i didn't think it was going to happen and lo and behold it actually happens where what was your immediate reaction to it
1: um my so that came down my first day off for my wedding and honeymoon like i was I saw yeah. this as I was driving the drop-off welcome bags at our hotel block, and, you know, my first reaction to it was super happy for Mitch. Uh, you look at his resume, and the guy has earned an opportunity like this. He worked hard for it. I know he was in the running for a couple of other smaller jobs. Um, my more compelling takeaway from that than that was just that uh, this, to me, shows that a little bit more open-mindedness from... Mac wrote, and what I, I don't mean that as a dig at Mac um, at all. And so I hope nobody takes it that way. What I mean by that is, in the three coaching hires we've seen Mac, the three head coaching hires we've seen Mac make previous to this in football and basketball, it's always been either the up-and-coming head coach moving up, or the young hottest. Matt Rule, Nikki Collin are the up-and-coming young head coach. And if we try to say that, you know, college doesn't provide a little bit better of a lifestyle, I mean, a little bit better um, opportunity, I mean, women's college basketball, to me, it has a bigger audience than women's professional basketball. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I'm open to that. And so, you know, Matt Wool and Nikki Collin, they check off that that young head coach looking to move up. Dave Aranda, the young, hot assistant, right? Uh, he's the defensive coordinator yeah. he just won a national championship. He's the guy that is not coming back to LSU as a coordinator. He's going to be a head coach somewhere. you got to get it on the ground floor, and he did. Okay? And then, you know, he's moved up uh, as yeah. an assistant in some other smaller sports. But to me, this showed a, okay, th- this showed more of a what is truly best here. No ma- I don't care what anyone else thinks. This showed um, that Mac is, and I'm not accusing him of doing that in the past. He, he, he yeah. Mac operates on on his own accord. But I think this shows that you know it's not national media influences that are making hires at Baylor. I think this kind of proves that it is Mac Rose's program, and that he is able to block everything out whenever a hire needs to be made, and do what he needs to do, and go get the, the coach that fits the best. Uh, Mitch is very familiar with the Big 12. Obviously, the Big 12 is going to be changing soon. Um, and I think that it's a, a hire that speaks to, hey, we can we understand it didn't work with Mitch before, but everything has changed. He was an assistant then. The head coaching has changed since then. The athletic director, or position has changed since then. University leadership as a whole, the climate of the Big 12, the way college athletics works, all of it has changed since then. But the guy has won down the street. And he's won a lot down the street. If we give him 20 and 21 and 22-year-olds instead of just 18 and 19-year-olds, we think he can win more over here.
0: Well, I I tell you, I was surprised. But it's been fun to be a part of it and to have some memories. And, and while you were on your honeymoon uh, and all that was happening – I had Steve Smith, the old Baylor coach, on, and I just think there's some major healing that has taken place. And you know, Mac obviously wasn't part of the regime uh, that that oversaw all that. But to your point, I think Mac listened to a lot of people that were part of that time and remembered what made that great. And uh, and I think that was a uh, I think that was a really important thing. Now, I, I thought Curtis. Uh, Curtis Quillen, uh, Sports Director, Channel 6, joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. I thought we would talk about the new Big 12 commissioner, and, you know, Brett Yormark, interesting guy, but something happened yesterday, and by the way, I'm on a beach vacation as we speak, Uh, but I am doing one hour of live radio a day, followed by some some, uh, some great interviews we've done from the past. Um, I... I thought we'd be, you know, I thought that that was a big enough story because that was an outside the box hire. But here in the last twenty four hours, I mean, this thing, this realignment thing is amazing. Um, and in USC and UCLA, I mean, it, it, it breaks, and then within hours, it's all official. It's not like oh, you wait a few days and then it becomes official within hours, right. everybody's made the announcement. The Big Ten signed off on all this. I mean, this was in the works. I mean, first of all, how amazing is it that they're able to get these things done? The same thing with with OU and Texas to a certain extent. They got all these things done with no leaks until it was pretty much a done deal. And um, I, I guess your, your overall feelings, first on do you I mean, is there part of you that thinks this is bad for college football, that they're going to the Big Ten? Yeah. And then second of all, what does the Big 12 do here? It's like, welcome to welcome to your new job, Mr. Mark. Now go out and bring some, some new teams into the Big 12 because those people in the Pac-12 are feeling like Baylor and Tech and everybody else, Oklahoma State, your alma mater, were when Texas and OU first announced they were leaving.
1: I think, so let me start with, uh, the latter and then I'll go to your, your question of whether I think this is bad for college football but spoiler alert the answer is yes and I'll get into why um, I think if you're the Big 12 you have to go get a team and I, I've seen some discussion on Twitter of oh well the Big 12 considering holds a uh, standing pad at 12 and that's asinine to me um, but you can't not right now these 12 will not compete with anybody else at 16 that's just fact you know, the SEC's up to 16. The Big Ten's up to 16. So, yes, the ACC's at 14. But let's be honest, Notre Dame's not going to not, – Notre Dame will not go into 2025 as an independent. That is my – I think that is a bold mix that I would have. And so, if you're the Big 12, it's either you or the Pac-12. One of you guys is dying. I, I, to me. And so, if you're the Big 12, you have to go get some like of the Pac-12. See if Colorado comes back. I bet you they would because this is not the Pac 12 that Colorado left the Big 12 for. Uh, I, you got to go get Utah because you, that puts two teams, maybe three if you count Colorado, in the mountain area, the Mountain West area of the country, and it creates a little bit more geographic, you know, a little bit more of a geographic pod possibility as you go into scheduling down the line. But you probably need four to survive. So at that point, you go get Colorado, you go get Utah. Are you gonna go get Oregon, Washington? Are you gonna go get Oregon and Stanford? Are you gonna go get the two Arizona schools? You have to figure out a plan. And I understand that those plans do not happen overnight. You mentioned it. You, this has clearly been in the works for months between the two LA schools and the Big Ten Conference. Um, but you have to figure out a plan. You have to figure it out relatively quickly and you've got to get the ball rolling on it. you got to get these teams committed because it's either you or the Pac-12 at this point. The Pac-12 is two, just like the Big 12, your two top horses are gone. How do you move on from here? The Big 12 handled the last realignment uh, battle as, as well as it possibly could have. And I will still have that debate of whether in a non-governance, so power conference is a governance status, but as, in a skill level perspective in football, if it, whether the Big 12 is actually a power conference, I will have that discussion. I know it has the governance status, but the product on the field is what I talk about in that front. You can go and re-cement your status in that regard, depending on what teams you poach from the now kind of reeling Pac-12 mm-hmm. conference. And so that's a big, big deal. If I'm, if, if I'm. Um, the new Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormark. Now, your question of, do I think it is this? Do I think this is bad for college football? Absolutely, not just college football. College athletics as a whole.
0: To me, Matt,
1: the sports, the college sports world is at its best when it is a regional game. When it is a regional thing. Obviously, you have non-conference matchups that take you across the country, but when your rival is 90 minutes away right and not a nine-hour flight, that to me is when the game is at its best. Why is it fun? Why is it fair that USC and UCLA volleyball players, USC and UCLA uh, softball, baseball players have to fly to places where they will have zero support because there is no regionality to it. They don't have any rivalries. These games don't have any atmosphere. How is that fun? How is that what anybody in college sports signed up for? And keep in mind, those are sports that don't typically get private jets to go play these, these games. You know, you talk with some of the SIDs at Baylor in those sports, and, you know, they're bussing up to Dallas to catch an American Airlines or a Southwest flight to Pittsburgh to go to Morgantown. Um, In fact, when I travel during football season this year, I'll be flying Southwest into Pittsburgh and driving into Morgantown to cover Baylor, West Virginia on a Thursday night. And that's one of the realities of it. And so how, how does that benefit anybody? Yes, the paychecks are going to be bigger coming from the Big Ten Network, coming from Fox. And from everybody involved in that and the T V paychecks are gonna be bigger, but is the product better? Is it really better for the school? Is it really better for the athletes? To me, this takes us this proves the point that everybody's been trying to fight with college athletes that they're actually employees. It, it's bad for the sport. It counter argues the NCAA's point that they're not employees. And we one that, you know, many of us have come to realize over the past few years was kinda of ludicrous anyway. It takes away from the rivalries. It, I don't see a positive to this other than a bigger check. But if you go win if you go win the Pac-12, you get into the playoff, you win there, those checks still get bigger. And your path there is probably easier for those two schools than it is going to be out of the Big Ten Conference. I don't understand the move, truly, and I don't think anyone ever will who yeah. wasn't involved in those in those
0: well, it's it's pure greed. It goes back to something you said earlier, and it proves the point that these TV networks run everything. And while we can mm-hmm. talk streaming and all these other different places, you know, Fox said, "Hey, you know, they, they we're gonna this next thing with the Big Ten's gonna be a monster deal, and this only increases it. And just like Bob Bowlesby accused the ESPN of collusion." if you don't think Fox was right in the middle of all this. And by the way, when Fox got, when when Big 12 got their new commissioner, who was one of the people first with the quotes, Fox was. Okay, they put Eric Shanks, the mm. head of Fox. Um, so they're running everything. And um, in some ways, Curtis, it's been going on for quite a while now. But in right. other ways, it, it's it's... You're right. The fabric of the reason we love all these things. I mean, I think about you. I mean, it's the same thing for Baylor and Tech uh, and TCU. I mean, TCU not as much because they're relatively new to the Big 12. But even going back to the SWC, of course, and Houston's now joining. I mean, those those rivalries with Texas go back forever. I mean, they go back over a hundred years. And it's just in the, in in just one moment, they're all dead. They're gone. OSU and OU. That's just that's just a, the bedlam. I mean, that's what people grow up on. That's what people love. That's a part of the passion of the sport. And in the end, they don't. These people don't care anything about that. How can we maximize the money we bring in? And and again, that's why it's funny. We we go we pull our hair out about NIL. And all this other stuff and then meanwhile all these administrators are out doing these deals with no regard for like any of the you know there's no there's no brotherhood anymore you know like oh let's you know OU and Texas OU and uh, OSU let's work together as longtime associates and comrades in in the state it doesn't even matter think about state legislature used to block stuff like this they have no say anymore Mm -hmm. these things are done before the state legislatures even have a clue what's going on so anyway i think you and i are on the same page with a lot of this curtis it's good to have you back um and uh can't wait to uh uh in fact i'm one of these chilling with quill and like to kind of do a session where we kind of maybe uh, do a little q a with your your new bride all right let's uh why don't you why don't you see what she thinks about that uh we may get her involved in some her way in on it. yeah yeah let her know what they, and tell her in. i'm a nice guy back, yeah yeah great to have you i'll uh, i'll talk to you soon sounds good man enjoy there he vacation, goes brother. you bet you bet uh as we wrap up a florida vacation seaside florida